Hello and welcome to another episode of Back of the Grid. I'm your host, Stu, and I'm joined as always by Chris. Hello. And by Tom. Hello. I, I nearly thought I needed to answer to that because of Chris's pause. I was like, Yeah, Wait, it was what? a very long pause. Either that or there's horrific delay on this stream. But um, we'll, we'll I think it might be the it. latter. <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised <laughs> by that at all. Um, in this week's episode, we're going to be giving you some of the latest news. And as promised last week, we are going to be ranking some Formula One cars. So um, Chris, I think, has the first bit of news for us. It's about Haas. Yeah, so we've had our last, well, actually not last couple of launches, it was still waiting on Ferrari, who were, is yeah. it like Wednesday or Thursday this week, I think, Ferrari? They've launched their team, but they've yeah. not launched their car, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So yes, the, the first livery we had after last week's episode was the Haas. Um, before we get into any of the the business <laughs> around this, and there is a lot of business to discuss, what do we think about it just as a livery in isolation. I mean, you know my opinion, but Stu thinks... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Stu I thinks said, very differently to me about this one. Well, I said... Last, let me find it. I've literally got our chat open on my screen. Let yeah, read it word for word so people know what, what goes on in our day-to-day lives outside of the podcast. Sort of, I felt like I um, <laughs> summed it up for me quite well in this chat. Yeah, you do that because then people will realize that literally we don't do anything except talk about F1. <laughs> like even day to day in WhatsApp and stuff, we still just talk about Formula One. Yeah, our lives have that no video purpose. you sent today was pretty good though about the um, uh, slip factor thing. Oh yeah, the slip was. angle. Slip yeah, angle, it's cool, that, isn't it? I it's I cool. couldn't watch that because I was in the middle of a race on Assetto Corsa, which I was probably doing badly because I wasn't doing a good job of maintaining See, my slip angle. If you'd have not ignored the slip angle video and watched the slip angle video you'd have probably done better on a set of course everyone has turned off the podcast by now yep um, or so like oh i wonder what video this is i'm gonna <laughs> go find this slip angle <laughs> video it. well i hope not because i'm about to tell them what um what what my thought of it I, I my sort of summation of it was i think that the brief the designer was given was make it look russian and design it with a hand tied behind your back oh and do it quick because i'm going to shoot you in the head in five minutes <laughs> that was my yeah I mean, the general, the general summary is we've got a white car. We'd like a Russian flag on it, but it can't look exactly like a Russian flag because that'd get us in trouble. So make it kind of look like a Russian flag so that people think it's a Russian flag, but it's not a Russian flag so that when we get pulled up for it, it's definitely not a Russian flag. That's basically mm-hmm. the summary of what the designer was asked to do. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I feel like the, the designer within the brief they were given has done a good job. I think there's some nice, like, I love the number on the fin at the back. Like, that looks like a proper, like, it looks like it's off the side of, like, a Ford GT40 or something. That's like a proper old school racing number in a circle kind of thing. I really like that. We liked that on the Ferraris the other year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. They put their numbers in, like, that little um, sort of, like, a little box shape, wasn't it? That looked kind of Yeah. I don't don't think it's awful. I I think it's not my favorite. I think the thing for me with it is if it didn't represent like kind of what it represented, which is trying to flaunt the um, World Anti-Doping Association ruling of the flag, I think if it didn't represent them trying to get around that, I'd like it a lot more. Like I I kind of sort of like the the idea and the, the design itself, 
but I don't like what it represents, if that makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, go on. To, to, to get into that, I guess, and to explain it for people who don't know, um, so the Court of Arbitration for Sport and the World Anti-Doping Agency basically imposed a ban on it's it's, a, it's across all international sport. It's a ban on athletes competing as Russian for the next two years and using the Russian flag or Russian symbolism sort of on themselves or their equipment yeah. or anything like that. Um, now, Haas have claimed that the livery was designed before these details were clarified. Uh, the Russian Automobile Federation announced the specifics of this from their point of view in early February and Haas are saying this livery was designed before them. We'll have to either... Uh, take their word for that or choose not to believe them, I guess. Uh, they've also said they discussed it with the FIA ahead of the reveal. But the World Antidoped Agency have said they are aware of the matter and are looking into it with the relevant authorities. Um, hmm. I mean... So yeah. does that mean does that mean that when we do graphics for um, Nikita Mazepan at Formula One, that we'll have to not have the Russian yep. flag? Yeah, it'll be something different. I, I believe... I believe they can either compete under the like um, logo of the Russian Automobile Federation, or they can be like in the Olympics. It's always something like neutral athlete from Russia or yeah. something like that. So it'll be one or the other of those, I think. So the, yeah, the other part of it is you're not allowed to use the word the con- the country name of Russia anywhere on like the overalls, the cars, any of the re- the stuff that represents them as the driver unless it's accompanied by like you say something like neutral athlete from russia and it's all and there's like really strict rules about like the word russia can't be bigger than the neutral athlete athlete part and like there's all sorts of different rules around it and stuff like that um so there is ways that they can like use the terminology of russia but it has to meet a lot of kind of strict criteria and there's a lot of questions that come up, like, why is this not a problem for the drivers in F2, um, such as Schwartzman and so on? And the reason it's not a problem for them is because it applies to anything that's considered a world championship. Yeah. And Formula One is a world championship. Anything like F2 and stuff below is not considered an, an official world championship. So, for example, it applies to Formula E this year and going forward because this is the first year that Formula E is actually officially a world championship, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it applies to anyone there as well. I don't. Is there anyone Russian in I Formula E at the moment? I don't believe there is, no. I don't think there is. Um, it'll, it'll apply to World Endurance Championship as well, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah it will. Because I know Vitaly Petrov's still part of that. Um, huh. But yeah, I mean, wow. so this is this is probably one of the only times this year we're going to talk about him by name. But like, it's it's clear that that is trying to be a Russian flag because Mazepin is one of the drivers, and the new title sponsor of Haas is Uralkali, which is a Russian fertilizer producer and exporter. <laughs> which owned um, by his dad. Yeah, it, it, his dad's like a large shareholder in it, and oh right, it's just it's. I don't know. It's it's the fact that they're uh, pretending it's not because of this. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit and weird. I, like, I suppose it's uncouth to just be on the nose with it though and say, "Oh yeah, I, I sponsored I my son's so. Formula One team so that he could have a drive." Like, yeah, but that's kind uh, of gross. But at the same time, denying it so 
yeah dying it when everyone <clears throat> knows so what's blatant. going on yeah, is is also kind of disgusting <laughs> so. the one the one that made me chuckle over the like the last week or so about it was that i saw a lot of people saying well it's just the company that's branding it and it's <laughs> yeah. like well you've got to look at it oh, and that think, was one of the f1 responses wasn't it yeah, yeah it, it's like it's a company it's that's branding it but the thing is the majority shareholder of the company is his dad and the current company colors are not that logo that's being used or anything like that and funnily enough on the same day the Haas livery launched they launched an article saying oh we're deciding to rebrand the company to make it look more um more representative of of russia where oh, we're from how, and how like, convenient and I, I, yeah that was my initial thought of how convenient that you're changing the colors alongside this like to <laughs> coincide with it it's just it felt Ugh. very very it, i felt very cynical Gross. thinking it but i was like I'm right, though, aren't I? I'm, yeah. I might be cynical, but I'm right, I think. Do you want to know what my first thought was when I saw the car? Was mm. It was one word, and the word was ew. That's <laughs> what I thought when I saw it. Like, I, 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 it just, there was something about, I guess it was like what it represents and the idea behind it. Because they've got, to, the, the other thing is, they've got obviously got Mick Schumacher in the other car. Yeah. Who's an absolutely brilliant driver, but they seem to be making the team all about this pay driver, which yeah. is mm. a bit gross. <laughs> that, that's the reaction I have to that is, ew, why are they doing that? It's just yeah, yucky. no, it is. And it's especially weird because Haas are the American team. Yeah. And yeah. The, the American team is, is now plastered in Russian flags. Like, it's I bizarre. Th- and they've always had as well from day one the very first time a Haas car existed it has always had um american flags on either side of the car and it's like a you see it all over like i think like school buses and things like have them in exactly the same place like small american flags just on the side panels it's like a, a thing with all kinds of transport stuff in america and they've been basically in the same place in the same size for years i initially i i said something on twitter about the fact that it now has Russian flags on it, no American flags. And someone corrected me. They are still there. They're oh, just much smaller and much more hidden than they've ever been before. <clears throat> they're, and like, they're sort of down the bottom of the side pods with all yeah. the second responses, aren't they? And I've seen multiple American F1 fans online saying like, oh, well, it was it was nice while we had a team, but we clearly don't anymore. And Oh, man, really? Well, honestly, this feels to me like the beginning of the end for Haas in name as an F1 team. Like... This feels mm. like step one of Gene Haas selling up that team to me. Mm. It's it's a shame they couldn't get hold of a decent title sponsor, to be honest, because I think the the thing that the livery and, and the, the the way the sponsorship's been done, the thing that that highlights to me is just how reliant they are on the money from... It's Dimitri, isn't it? His dad, Dimitri Mazepin. Yeah. yeah. So it, like, it, it just highlights just how reliant they are. Because even if that was just a title sponsor, alongside your other sponsors, I don't think that there's any way that Haas would have gone that far away from their standard livery of that sort of reds and blacks and stuff with either yeah, white totally. or grey tones. And I think that when you compare it to some of the previous Hasses, like it, you wouldn't, other than what's on the side pod where it says Hass, you probably wouldn't know if you put them side by side with the other cars. Whereas I think that probably just highlights how much they are dependent on that money. Well, like if you look across the car, 
there's that one and one logo in a couple of places. Which I believe is yeah. a Russian telecoms company. And then other yeah. than that, sponsor wise, like there's Under Armour and Alpine Star in very very small text underneath the side pods, and that's about it for sponsors. And mm. you and know, if we you played Motorsport Manager. That's a mm. tough year ahead. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean. It doesn't take, you know, obviously we don't know any of this for certain, but it doesn't take much to draw parallels between the lack of sponsorship and the bad press that team has had ever since yeah. they signed up their second driver. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I think I think just for clarity, I think that one on one is probably a Schumacher sponsor, by the way. Because yes. They, they're, um, they're, they're primarily, primary, oh, I can't even say it, the primary business area is like web hosting yeah and, i thought they were like a website stuff like that. Ah, okay yeah, yeah it's, it's very similar to like if, if anyone out there has ever like looked at like squarespace GoDaddy, all those kind of places yeah yeah um but as far as i know they're german based so it's probably a schumacher sponsor and i believe i'm yeah. right in saying like a lot of drivers schumacher has some of his own sponsors that appear kind of on his helmet mm. and stuff that don't appear on the car but mm. <sighs> yeah it's a weird. <laughs> yeah, we should move on. I, I'm a, it does make me a bit uncomfortable this one because it's a bit. It's a bit of a. I find it all a bit weird. It's that yeah. kind of thing. that like a uh, reaction you mentioned. It's the same as whenever you see these tobacco companies pretending not to be tobacco companies, like on the McLaren yeah. and on the Ferrari. That's, that's the mm, same reaction yeah. for me. Is that it's just like, oh, why are we doing this? This just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't feel good, does it? It's it's yeah. almost one of those things as well that. <laughs> If it ends up being anything like the tobacco stuff that they have to take off at like probably seventy percent of the races, if not more, like it wouldn't surprise me if, depending on how this ruling goes, that they're not allowed to actually use that livery in its current state, <laughs> and oh, like God. it ends up just being like it I was say, like, a publicity thing, and then they're just going to have to change it anyway. I, I don't know. It yeah. all depends on what the hearing comes out, doesn't it? But yeah, we shall wait and see. I feel like so, this is far from over. Yeah. Yeah. In conclusion. It was gross, and probably loads <laughs> of uh, people are going to be triggered by it as well. So we definitely need to move on. Um, Williams have got a whole new livery. Um, they... Williams, oh, big old I change. Mean, move move yeah. from one triggering livery to another triggering yeah. livery. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's good, this is going to be the the triggering people episode because what you wait <laughs> until this ranking starts, lads. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so they got hacked, didn't they? Yes, yeah, so they were going. They originally were going to unveil the livery through an app where, like, it's like an augmented reality app where you could basically stick the new car, like, in your driveway or in your living room, or you could, like, shrink <laughs> yeah. it down and put it on your coffee table, which is a cool idea. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but because we can't have nice things, it got hacked, and <laughs> all the. <laughs> Basically, we ended up with a, a shoddy version that someone had cobbled together from the hacked files, getting released ahead of time, and they ended up having to take the app down. It was a whole thing. It was a shame because it was nice to see someone, a team, doing something a bit different to try and something new with these things, and kind of blew yeah. up in their face. It's just a real it's shame. Just, it's just so typical of Williams, isn't it? I know. <laughs> have any luck? Really don't. <laughs> they tried, and it just it just didn't go well for them. Um. um what do we all think? I mean, it's not terrible. It it definitely could have. I think it could have been better. Um, but I'm not like totally against it. I I kind of feel like the stuff that I've seen though looks too like CG. Like I want to, I want yeah. to sort of see it on a car in the flesh on the track 
Like, just because it still doesn't look quite real to me. And maybe mm. that's because of the way it's designed, because the very common comment is it looks like something that you'd pick in my F1 on the game. Yeah, it really When you make your own team, it looks like one of those de- default yeah. liveries. But, yeah. I think... I, I feel like I like it more the more time goes on, the more times I see it, but I still feel like I want to like it more than I actually do like it because I have a soft spot for Williams. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm going to do? Um, let's talk about the car. Is, is, there, is there any technical on this car that you want to discuss? So there is a, there is an interesting thing technical-wise with the Williams. Um, so as we spoke about last week, every team had two development tokens to spend um, mm. on... Um, areas that they otherwise won't be able to change from last season's car uh some things cost one token each some things cost both their tokens so mclaren for example had to spend both their tokens on the stuff they needed to do to change the engine inside it williams said they spent one of their tokens already during the last season but they won't say what they spent it on (laughs) they then have said they haven't spent their second development token on this new car because basically all the things that they would want to change cost two tokens and all the things that cost one token they didn't think oh. it was worth spending on so they've like kind of i don't know it's like back themselves into a corner where yeah it's any developability it feels like when they spent that first development token quite away ahead of everybody else it was quite short-term thinking it sounds like um, oh. I mean, they're still saying a lot of good things, a lot of confident things. They've said they've done a lot of work on weight saving and they're actually like have saved enough weight that they'll be able to move ballast around as part of setup now, which is not something they've really had the luxury of doing the last couple of years because weight has always been an issue for them and packaging as well. And mm. From the render, it looks like they've made some improvements to the rear packaging. But again, this is only a render. We won't see the real car until uh, testing. Uh, but yeah, it's a slightly strange on that. Very yeah. weird. It's very, it, classic Williams move. <laughs> classic, yeah. classic Williams. The, the other thing I wanted to say about the Williams, actually. So I've seen a lot of talk of people saying, oh, this is like the new identity of, from the new owners. But they've said themselves that this livery is supposed to be kind of a, a homage to previous years. And you can see where the colours that are being used in this are taken from previous Williams liveries. And it yeah. almost feels more to me like this is, you know, because next year is a massive change in many different ways for F1. And it feels like this car is kind of a a final drawing a line under the Williams family era as like, a, you know, this is yeah, the a sort of... A, a bit of a K-bye. Kind of, yeah. Like, a, you know, we'll, we'll pay homage to them, we'll use some of their ideas, and then I feel like next year is when there's going to be like a real identity change for Williams. Because, you know, mm. it's still using the same logo and everything currently. Um, yeah. But, right, well... Get a little before, ahead of ourselves there. Yeah, let's not, let's not get into sort of what it looks like too much because we've got a whole piece here <laughs> about <laughs> ranking liveries. So we'll probably talk at length about what each car's looking like. Um, maybe we'll gloss over Haas. Um <laughs> Shall we get into it? Shall we get into some livery rankings? Okay, do you want to know what the names of the tiers are? Oh, yeah. We're doing tiers. I like that. Yeah, we're doing it as tiers. So I've I've got tier one is um, Goto, greatest of all 2021. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, tier two is legit eye candy. Mm-hmm. Um, tier, okay. tier three, solid paint job. This is a solid paint job. Solid yeah. paint job. Mm, solid paint um, job. Tier four, mistakes were made. <laughs> we're getting into the sort of darker territories <laughs> of livery. And then the final one, which we've already spoke at length about, is basically just a flag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the final tier. Whether it makes it or not into that tier remains to be seen. Listen on and find out. So we are going to start with Mercedes. Mm. Hmm. Now, mm. I, for me, Mercedes... I there are aspects of it that I really don't like in that livery, yeah. And um, it's, it's it is those AMG. I discussed this last week with Chris. It's those AMG logos. They just look wrong to me. I think it's like that middle ground territory. It's like solid paint job. Like the paint job itself is fine. The the decal placement is what's off. Yeah, I can Place go your with logos so. better. <laughs> you, it, it's so, a down the middle solid paint job for me. You think a solid paint. I think his mistakes were made because they're huge mistakes that have been made on it. I think the red uh, mm. bit at the top that doesn't really, it's just, a, I said this last week, just apologetically just plonked on there. Um, the money that team have got as well and the time they could have devoted to making this a really, really tippy top livery. For me, mistakes, huge mistakes have been made, guys. I think um, mistakes have been made, but they were made on a basic livery from last year which was like legit eye candy maybe even greatest of all 2020 <laughs> so i think combining those two it lands smack bang in the middle for me so you yeah. think solid paint job yeah yeah i think solid paint job okay okay in brackets well. logo placement needs improvement <laughs> yeah you know like when your teacher used to give you a it's, b you know minus what, could... and then explain it if I could put it like in between solid paint job and mistakes were made, I would do yeah. that. But for, for the benefit of you two outvoting me, <laughs> then it can go in solid paint, solid paint Also, job. Google Docs definitely doesn't allow that functionality. <laughs> yeah. Mistakes were made uh, on this solid paint job. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then the next one I'm going to do is... Uh, I'm going to go McLaren second. I mean, shoot me down for it if you want, but I'm sticking legit eye candy. Maybe even the—I mean, it might even be my favorite of all of them. Oh, I've seen wow. people say it's boring, but I'm like, give yeah, it. I think. Why, how was it the greatest livery of all time last year, and then this year by not changing, it's the work. Like that doesn't—that doesn't work. Well, how does that work? <laughs> because it's a new year, so you should do something. New year, new me. Yeah, yeah. but like one of the most iconic McLarens of all time. Was the same for like twenty years that red and white. Oh, one. we we talked about this at length on last you know week's what I mean? episode. Like, it's just <laughs> and I am. See, I for just me, don't I don't get it. <laughs> it. It is essentially last year's livery. I think they've made it slightly worse this year, if anything. Yeah, which is why I wouldn't go. Go Toto. I still think it's legit eye candy. Go to. I think I think it's a safe legit eye candy. That's fine then. That's what yeah. I say. Um, I think we're yeah we, we can we can agree on that one. Uh, so that's McLaren. Um, yeah. Yeah. The reason I think so is just because it's it it hasn't changed that much, um, but it's changed enough that there's the odd sort of little twinkle in there that's kind of a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but it was a very good 
very good livery last year and it's still a very good livery now. So I, I exactly. really don't really have much problem with it. Yeah. Although I, do, I would like to see a bit more change. I still think it looks sick. So yeah. yeah. Um, the next one we will do will be Alfa Romeo. Ooh, interesting. I like the Alfa Romeo. I mean, I do too. It's again, it's it's one of several cars this year that I think is nice, but I think it's not as nice as the previous year's one. Mm. 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 I think I'm I'm in mm. solid paint job territory. You're a solid paint job. Um, on it, on it here. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm torn between where I should put this between legit eye candy and solid paint job. So, yeah. Stu, if you think it should be legit eye candy, now's your time to convince me to your side because I'm torn. Well, Tom, I feel exactly the same way. Oh, um, well, it's solid paint job then, isn't it? I think it, it might have to be upper tier solid paint job. Yeah. So, you know, upper put, solid, solid put paint like job. Put like a line return in Mercedes yeah. so that it's higher than Mercedes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing I like about it is that it's... I, I like the asymmetry of the engine cover. Yeah. I think that looks cool. Um, I like the four-leaf clover on there as well. That sort of just stands out, a little green four-leaf clover right in the middle of the car, which I know yeah. is like part of the logo anyway, but still looks really cool. It looks a bit more prominent this year than it has in yeah. previous years, it doesn't definitely it, which I like. sort of brought that forward somewhat. Um, and it, it, they're nice colours. It just it works really, really well for me, that yeah. livery. So, yeah. Um, what would we say? Upper solid paint job, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, more solid than Mercedes. And... I'll underline it so there you go. You can see the space beneath. Um, next one. Um, God, this is actually quite difficult. <laughs> it's more difficult than I expected <laughs> yeah. it to be. Um, let's go. We can't go Ferrari because they haven't brought out a car yet. So Alpha Tower. I mean, Alpha Towery. I might throw a spanner in the works and say this is legit eye candy. I don't know where you two will go with this, but. Ooh. Even well, though last, I compared week, it to the old school BMW Saubers of the time, yeah. and the BMW, uh, sorry, BMW Williams, wasn't it? I might be one or the other. It was that era of BMW being in the sport anyway. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's just an inverted BMW Williams or <laughs> BMW Sauber, which yeah. it kind of is. But yeah. I liked that livery and I kind of like this one. So last week I said that this car looked like um, Pastor Maldonado's Williams. Yeah, mm. it's that sort of era, Williams, yeah. Yeah. That, the, is that is that navy blue kind of color, isn't it? That does that, yeah. I think. And very I think traditional the ne- Williams. There's blue. definitely a negative connotation of uh, <laughs> times gone by. If it looks, mm-hmm. like... I mean, I can imagine Pastor Maldonado crashing that into the side of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, for no <laughs> apparent reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I preferred like it. it I preferred it last year. I, prefer, I I think those two colors need to be inverted. I mean, it needs to be the other way around, like it was last year. I also yeah, preferred maybe. it last year, and I, I don't like that kind of uh, the transition along the side between the blue and white. There's kind of a blue sort of pinstripe running along it, yeah. and that doesn't work Dirty. for me at all. Dirty. That being said, I still think it's legit eye candy. I, I love this. Do yes. I loved it yes. last year, and I love it this year. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, last the last couple of years we've done this, right? Toro Rosso, as they were in Alpha Tauri now, have pretty much won. Where yeah. we've gone, this is this is a sick livery. Like this is the bomb. I'm just mm. trying to 
like be cool with the kids right now. But we've always <laughs> we've always put this team <laughs> we've always put this team near the top, if not at the top. Yeah, I really. And I think like the it, only but, thing that I, I think know. the only thing defeated them last year, if I remember right, was the fact that Mercedes like made that change to the all black livery with yeah, the green you're right. instead, and it was like. Oh, that's just so different to the previous years. It like it kind of wins by default because it's just so different. Whereas, I don't know. I think this team's always been up there with the. You know I what? mean, it is a fashion brand after all. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what really, really tips this car over the edge for me though? Go on. White rims. Those white rims are <laughs> sick. I think they are quite nice rims. white rims. I think they are, aren't they? They are. Yeah. They are, they are nice yeah. wheels. Actually, they're really nice. Yeah, I, I do like white rims car, and a, but white. Yeah, I do like those. Okay, okay, legit eye candy then. Yes. And the fact that I've talked about it with that much gusto and of not putting <laughs> in the top tier tells you now, how well, I might top feel about tier, cars. I mean, you know, Goto is is reserved for only the the best, the very very mm-hmm. best. Is there only best. is there only one car that's allowed in that? I assume. Um, because it's the greatest of no, all you time have, in twenty twenty one. It's a tier order. list. You could have more than you could have two Gotos if you wanted to. This, you know, I'm making up the rules as I go along. Really, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Like it. It's our it's, it's our feature. We can do what we want with it's, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Um, <laughs> uh, let's do Red Bull. I mean, it's been the same for the last four years. <laughs> and it, it still looks nice. It's just not changed much, has it? They've yeah. just moved certain logos around or changed from Renault to Honda. <laughs> like, it's, it's not changed that yeah. much in about four Literally, or five years. Literally, yeah. Or Aston Martin <laughs> to Honda. Yeah, uh, yeah Aston Martin. <laughs> yeah. Recently, yeah. It's a good livery, but I'm long since bored with it. Hmm. If there was a yawn yeah. category, it would go in there. Um, Yawns. Oh, I should have made yawn a category. It's actually. like, it's not mistakes were made. Like, it's still a perfectly solid well-designed livery i can't like then (laughs) yeah it is a solid paint job yeah i think it is i think it's a solid paint job as well it's just not one that excites me in the slightest yeah i've always liked it and i think i remember when i first saw that livery because let's face it this is like a what 2016 livery yeah Yeah, five-year-old livery so um i remember when i saw it then i liked it then Mm. and I like it now. When they first did the matte paint, they were the first team to do the matte paint, yeah. weren't they? And it looked yeah. so cool. And I remember that year, actually, we went and saw them. We saw, I went to a race and I was really struck by how much more saturated the colors are on yeah. car, on, on that car in real life. I yeah. didn't expect it. Um, I think it's a solid paint job. I think everything about it is still cool. It, obviously, we can't give it legit eye candy or goto because nothing's really changed in the last... I mean, they've had five years to attempt to achieve that and um, they've not really made any inroads into doing that. So It's it's like eating pizza's great, but if you had pizza every meal for every day of the week, yeah. by the weekend you'd be six to the back teeth of it and that's how I feel about mm. the Red Bull now. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know, know. Like with, I really with, like with a good burrito. A good Just burrito. depend on yeah, the pizza, exactly. I suppose. It does depend on the pizza or the burrito, <laughs> as Stu points out. Like, yeah. yeah. I only say it because when I worked right in central London a few years ago, I used to go to the same burrito shop like every day <laughs> for, like, <laughs> for like a year. Yeah, Shout out to Benito's Hat. Oh, big, like literally, I don't even need to shout out to them. Everyone knows Benito's Hat. If you want a sponsorship, like, we'll accept just burritos as payment. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. Um, so solid bait job for Red Bull then. 
Uh, why am I right inside paint job? It's Red Bull. <laughs> it's a Red Bull. Red Bull. Um, next one. A list of F1 racing teams. Aston Martin. The one that could have been. Ooh, okay. Ooh, I want to hear what Tom thinks. We, this, we, we talked I'm about s- this last week, but I'm interested I'm to hear your thoughts. I'm still, still just annoyed by that pinkish red bit. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was the fluorescent yellow, if it was the proper Aston Martin fluorescent yellow instead of the pinkish red, then Goto, easy. Mm. But the pinkish red just... It just doesn't feel. It doesn't. It looks like it's like oh, we better appease BWT somehow. Well, it's like, like we again we went to this last week, but there is evidence that points to exactly that. It was originally going to be that kind of lime green and the accents, yeah. and because the BWT thing was late in the day, they just changed the green to pink. Yeah, it's it just it's I just ugh. It's still great. It's, it, it annoys me. It's just so good, but that one bit. Like, I mean, we'll probably talk about them at the end because you've already mentioned it and I ruined the surprise, but the safety cars, the safety cars, like the Aston Martin safety car looks so much nicer, but just because it has that yellow bit on it, that fluorescent yellow. Yeah. It's almost like they designed that safety car logo livery to kind of match the Formula One yeah. car to Weird, begin huh? with, and then <laughs> yeah. suddenly a spanner's been Almost. Mm. Um, yeah. But the over, overall, the livery, I think, looks sick. I think, like, yeah. the, you know, that British, that case, not quite a British racing green. It's kind of like a petrol, petroleum blue almost, like a light petroleum yeah, blue. Yeah, it's got like a mix to it, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what like colour you'd call it, but I guess it's just the it's the Aston Martin bluish green. That's <laughs> what mm. I call it. Yeah. Um, I there is, really a, there like is it. actually a it... proper name for it, isn't there? I think there, there is. Aston, yeah. It is a proper there Aston colour. I think it's not like it's just been made up for the livery. No, as yeah, far I as I know, it it's a proper like, Aston yeah, colour. It's, it's there. Um, it'll be there. Like yeah, sort of colourway for because each. Each sort of car brand, each of the premium car brands has like its color, doesn't it? Like Aston's yeah. are always British Racing Green. Um, Ferraris are usually off, most often red. Yeah, and then you um, get that yellow, bright yellow as well that's in the badge sometimes. Yeah. Um, where does it go? I think I think it's legit eye candy. I mean, I I, I could agree with that just on the basis that I do really like it, even still. It's just that the that one thing is putting me off, putting it as like go to. That's mm. exactly how I feel. It's it's legit eye candy, and it's just like it's touching that top line, trying to get into tier one, yeah. but they've they've ruined it. Yeah, I mean they've not ruined it. It's still amazing, but yeah, it's it's yeah. it's like it's a thousandth off pole position. Yeah, <laughs> it is literally. It's that close, isn't it? It is. It's just so so close to being Goto, but it just hasn't quite gone that extra centimeter to achieve it yeah as i say it's um, so close ted kravitz will be telling you what that time difference equates to in centimeters or millimeters <laughs> oh, with God, his pencils yeah, yeah. <laughs> ted love his tape measure out uh who haven't we done yet um now i want to yeah. do ferrari we need to do ferrari really but and we kind of know what the ferrari is probably going to look like because it, it's last few years, it's kind of looked the same every year. Or do we wait and do Ferrari after testing? 
here's the thing. Hmm. If I think of every Ferrari for the last however many years, I would probably put all of them in solid paint job. So let's just yeah. preliminarily put them in solid paint job. That's a good idea. And if they yeah. release something that makes us feel otherwise, we can revisit. Okay. Yeah. For example, if it's yellow. Yeah. I mean, uh, my hopes are that they continue using a bit more of the the sort of black trim. You know, like we used to get in the, it was sort of the 80s and 90s Ferraris, like around that sort of Mansell and Prost kind of eras where like the rear wings and the front wings were sort of just blacked out and then the rest of the car was red. I liked that aspect that they did with the logos that shall not be spoken of. They were like in black <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so if if they use more of that, it'll move up but if it just ends up looking the same as the last few years it'll probably just like stay a solid paint job well i was talking to someone on twitter about this ferrari seems to go through a sort of cycle where they'll have a almost entirely red car and then they'll add more and more black to it and then Mm. they'll start talking about their history and add some white bits and then they'll have an identity crisis in the following year. It'll just be completely red again. And they'll just start yeah. that same cycle over. And I'm not really sure at what point in that cycle we are right now. <laughs> we might be about to get some white bits, but we might still be in the just adding more black stage. We'll have to wait. Yeah, yeah. We're, definitely, we're, in a tran- we're definitely in a transition zone, aren't we? Because we, we had the all, basically all red last year. Yeah. Um, I don't hate the idea of adding more black to it i don't like the idea of adding more white to it i'd rather yeah, they with stayed away from the white i don't think ferraris look right when they've got white no they're never much not too ones. much well, no. the the nicky louder one with the massive white airbox that one worked but other than that yeah, yeah not a huge fan of that hmm. that angle okay um so that's firmly in <laughs> Um, solid paint job and it will be a solid paint job no matter what so Ferrari solid paint job Um, now we're down to the final three Um, let's let's get it out of the way let's get Williams done (laughs) Williams oh Williams oh Williams oh Williams Mm. you sweet summer child um (laughs) (laughs) my (laughs) My heart says solid paint job. My head says mistakes were made. Yeah, I think mistakes quite... There's been some pretty uh, big mistakes made in this one, guys. I can um, I can see in many ways what they're trying to do. I really like the way they've used the sort of um, stripes on the engine cover to make up the... W. The W logo for One Direction, like that. I think that looks really cool. And the kind of little flashes of the kind of yellowish, goldish, orange are nice, but I think they could have been incorporated in a better way. Yeah, I think um, that whole area of the car to me, one word, busy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the... Again, we're only looking at renders so far, but from what they've shown us, it's not quite the blue I'd have wanted it to be. I'd have preferred that really deep navy blue of like the old uh like rothman's era ones yeah i didn't quite look that i feel like if if you want a classic if you want to go with the classic williams look then just give it the cannon livery that it had for years and years and years and i've done with it It, you know don't go giving me all this blurb about oh we wanted to you know remind us of better times blah 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 i wanted to do things like, like we used to do them 
and then present me with this, which is just kind of like they're all kind of like really, really weak references to to mm. it. It's like they designed it and then they thought, oh, what can we say about it? Do you know what? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I've always liked this phrasing, but it's a camel, and I don't know if anyone knows yeah, the saying. The but a camel, a camel is a horse designed by committee. And I feel like that's what this is. It's yeah. like someone's gone. Oh, but what about the yellow bits that were on the original uh, 90s ones with the active suspensions? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, what about that blue color that was on the Rothmans one? Yeah. What about like, like that other bit that was on this one? And they've just kind of gone and just put it all together. Yeah. Mm. And... There's too many colors. There's way too many. Yeah. Like, it, 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 the, the blue stripes at the back look, look kind of messy. And then in the middle, I don't know if that's the same color. I can't tell if that's the same color blue. Between the uh, just at the front of the on the bulkhead of the car, like in front of the um, halo, it's it's sort of the white middle bit, yeah. And then it's got the yellow, the light blue, and then onto the dark blue. Is yeah. that light blue the same color as the stripes at the back, or is it more green? To your I think it. Yeah, it no, is, I think it I is think. the same. It's just the context of it where where it's again no, nothing of, but yeah, the yeah, dark blue. Yeah. yeah, whereas when it's next to the yellow, it looks different or. Yeah. Orange, whatever um, you want to call that. I don't know. Well, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it has to go in the mistakes were made. I don't think it's I don't think it's just a flag. <laughs> but I think mistakes have been yeah. made. Well, I think when, yeah. when I was gonna put Mercedes in mistakes were made, then th- this has to go in mistakes were made for me. Yeah, no, I can I can reluctantly agree with that. Okay. Sorry, Williams. Soz. I think the halo being completely black is a a shame as well. I think they could have done more with that. Do you know the thing that I find weird about this? I don't know if it's related to like new ownership or whatever, but I think me and you might have talked about this a little bit, Chris, when we first saw it, but where are all the sponsors? Mm. Like, there's no sponsors on that. Like, and I mean, like, worryingly so, yeah, like, there's there's Latifi's... um, the coffee Lavazza or whatever you call it, the coffee thing. It's yeah. pretty much all then that's sponsors it. <laughs> that Latifi brings with him, I think. Yeah. Almost entirely. There's this uh, Ponos on the side, which sounds like a knockoff smart speaker. <laughs> I, I, you know what? The first time <laughs> I always I saw think that, that whenever I see it, <laughs> yeah. I always think the first time I saw it at a glance, it like the front the angle, the front wheel cut off the P, so I was like, oh they've got a Sonos stick. <laughs> oh wait, no, they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've like looked this up on the podcast before, but what even is that? I don't, I don't know. even know right now. Ponos. I mean, the interesting thing to do is I've obviously I should have really done this in, in advance, but it would be interesting to see like where Versa and Acronis come from. Like, are they driver sponsors? Are they um, other companies that the new ownerships part mm. of? Like, is it other subsidiaries of them? Because that's really all that's on it, isn't it? There's Coffee, fake Sonos, Versa, whatever that is. Oh, they're a, game, they're a games brand. Yeah, they're a Japanese, Japanese games, games company, company, best known for tower defense game, The Battle Cats. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of game. It's got cats <laughs> and it's got battle. I like it. Mr. Ninja Fever is another one. Solve This. Guess what kind of game I mean, that is, guys? I mean, that the clue's in the name of that one, isn't it? <laughs> it's a you puzzle game. In, you know what you're getting into with that. <laughs> um, cheeky Mouse action game. <laughs> Mr. Oops. <laughs> These uh, sound Mr. like Space. delightful games. I like them. Prism. 
So I'm just being a bit partridge now, aren't I, reading that? Um, awkwardly, that Acronis, I think it is, on the front wing is a software security company, which is not a great look when the Teams app got hacked before <laughs> they were launched. Uh-oh. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I, th- I think we've talked enough about how we're a lot disappointed with this livery, haven't we? Yeah, so that's some mistakes were made. And let's do, let's do, obviously, we've got to do Haas. So let's quickly just bung them where, wherever you think they need to go because we spoke about them. It's a flag. It's a flag. <laughs> I enjoyed someone arguing semantics with me at some point saying, yes, but it's not rectangular off and flown on display. Oh therefore, it's God. not a flag. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, so BJAF then. BJAF. Basically, it's BJAF. BJAF. Is that all? I've written all the teams. Nope. There's one. Oh no, more. we missed one. We missed yeah. one. Oh, it's obvious where this one's going, isn't it? Well, is it though? Yeah, because so if you don't put it there, I'm going to be angry mad. <laughs> angry mad, not just angry, angry mad. mad, angry mad. Yeah. Um, Alpine, what a livery! It's, it's great. Beautiful. They beautiful. absolutely knocked it out of the park. It's got. It sort of reminds me a little bit of, we mentioned them already once, the Toro Rosso's of recent years in that kind of metallic electric blue sort of colour. It also reminds me a lot of the old Formula E Renaults, which were the same sort of blue, which is some of my favourite looking race cars in recent years. Mm. It's just great. Like Even the way that the sponsors are incorporated into it has clearly like had some thought put into it and it works and it complements it rather than yeah. like the Ineos on the... Mercedes, which is very much just like, a, oh, I've got to go on there somewhere. I guess here mm. we'll do. Mm. Yeah, all of that, everything you just said, I absolutely agree with you. It all just works as it should. It looks right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan, huge, 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 huge fan of this livery. So um, it's it's goto for me. Yeah, good I'm with you. Which is ironic because this is the only team that actually talked about um flags in their reveal they were like oh yeah we've made it look try to look at like the british and french flags but it's far from basically just a flag well my favorite tweet through (laughs) this whole thing my favorite tweet was um alpine we've integrated some flags into our car Haas, we've integrated an f1 car into our flag (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yes so yeah that kind of does it now if we were to just go back to Haas for a second if we were taking all of the bjafness out of it and were to put it somewhere else on this list objectively just looking at it without all the knowledge about sort of what the flag is it being a flag you know the reasoning as a livery by itself what do you think i mean i didn't mind it so much if it wasn't for the reasoning behind it like to me, it reminded me, I said this before, but it reminded me a little bit of the Hesketh that James Hunt drove. And I think that's because that had that like blue and blue and red mm. stripe. Basically, if it didn't have the like, you know, the red outline that makes it very clear that it's trying to look like the Russian flag that kind of <laughs> highlights the white bit as the third section yeah. of the flag. Yeah. If it didn't have that and it was just the red and blue bits and it didn't have those little bits of red outline trim everywhere... It'd be good for me. Yeah, I think, I think. In, a, in a world where um, the Mercedes is a solid paint job, I think objectively looking at it as just a, a paint job and nothing else, it's. I think it's pretty legit. 
I'd say it's yeah. it's probably up there. Yeah. It's hard, up, isn't up it? In that region. It's, a solid, <laughs> it's a solid. I think it's a solid paint yeah, job. Everything so. else aside, I think it is a solid paint job. So yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just for the for the sake of us not being strung up at dawn gonna put it into solid paint job category yeah, as well because i've seen online the the guy that did delivery design for Haas. um i believe i'm right in saying this was the first he's done like other cars before but this was the first f1 car he's ever done he's you know he's a bit of a lifelong yeah. dream kind of thing and i've seen him getting like a fair bit of flack online for this which i think is unfair like yeah. as i said like fault. the the way he's executed the brief he was given a solid paint job but he's done a good exactly. job it's just yeah. everything that goes around that that um yeah has yeah. problems within that like, yeah he's worked within some constraints there yes <laughs> to put it definitely. mildly definitely and yeah I, I i do think it's it is a, it's, i i would say i dare say i think that objectively is a better paint job than the mercedes Interesting. Ooh, that's that's a that might be a bit too far for me. It's not better like, than the I mean, Alfa Romeo because the Alfa Romeo is verging on legit eye candy. But it's definitely uh, for me the the Mercedes was mistakes were made, and I, mm. I, other than like other than the obvious mistakes being made with the brief that the designer got, I think as a design, I don't think really there are that many mistakes on it. I, th- I don't think it's perfect, <laughs> but I, I, I there are less mistakes than there are in Mercedes, <laughs> so therefore I think it's a solid paint, more of a solid paint this, job than the Mercedes paint job. This is that typical scenario of like, where as a designer, you're in tears because you've been given this brief that basically says make this thing or else and you can't <laughs> do anything to circumvent making this thing or else, can you? Yeah, that's that's the horrible situation that the person that's had to do the design is in. I'd like is... to see like, his version of it. Like, yeah. what he, what yeah, what he, he would like have done. To have done. Yeah. Without some of the maybe just one or two of the constraints, tech because you need you do need like good design does need constraints like you need something to work to anyone you like when you've got a blank canvas in front of you, there's nothing more difficult as a designer <clears throat> than yeah, to I mean... come up with something. Whereas like rest, you know restraints kind of breed creativity in a way. Yeah. So you do need something to you need an objective. I, I genuinely think that I might like do some really dodgy Photoshop work, but I really do think that without those annoying bits of red trim that I talked about, it wouldn't be so obvious as well. So it yeah. wouldn't be drawing as much criticism yeah. and it would fit. There's, Cause I've seen a lot of like arguments against, uh, not sorry against it, like to, to support the design saying, well, it's not exactly the flag, is it? Da, da, da. It's not officially the flag. It's just the colours of the flag and the colours of the brand, it's which kind of does make sense, but it's just that outline that just makes it too obvious. Yeah. If it was, Honestly, if it wasn't for that, I think the whole thing would have just blown over. In all honesty, mm. I don't. Well, I mean, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal as it is. Let's put it that way. Mm. I don't. But, think. but in conclusion, it's definitely not the designer's fault. It's the it's the no brief, right? no the it's brief. The, yeah, absolutely. it's the restrictions that the designer has had to work under. So shall shall we uh, recap then where we've got everyone just really quick? Um, yeah. Bjaf is Hass. Uh, mistakes were made, only Williams. Um, solid paint jobs, we've got Mercedes, Alfa Romeo, Red Bull, Ferrari, and Haas, objectively. <laughs> um, legit eye candy, McLaren, Alfa Tauri. I don't know how Alfa Tauri in legit eye candy, but you guys... You're mad. You're mad if you, you don't wanted. think that's a good-looking car. Um, and Aston Martin um, definitely deserves to be there. And then, obviously, Goto, Alpine. 
it's, it looks wicked. Can't wait to see it on track. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Shall we do some news? Couple, couple of newsy bits. Um, actually, we might want to loop back to our rankings here because the first bit of news is <laughs> that in yet another piece of news that's been confirmed, which I was pretty certain already had been, much like Portimao. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, Portimao is definitely happening. And everyone was like, was it not already we definitely know. happening? Yeah, yeah. We, we, you said that already. Yeah. Um, we also now know for definite, definite that uh, the safety medical cars are going to be shared between Aston Martin and Mercedes this season. They've not said exactly how many each are doing and which race it's going to be. Um, we think it's basically going to depend on which countries the two brands want to sell the most cars in. Um, but yeah, they've unveiled some images of them. Uh, so the Aston Martin, it's going to be a vantage of the safety car. It's They've sort of up-tuned the 4-litre V8 twin turbo, so it's going to be producing 527 brake horsepower, which is fairly tasty, and a DBX for their medical car, uh, both of which are in the same green as the um, newly unveiled Aston Martin F1 car. And then Mercedes is going to carry on using the AMG GTR for the safety car and the C63S Estate for the medical car, but they're now both painted red. Huh. Um, I can... Well, there's going to be at least one red car on the grid, for sure. Confirmed. Yeah. Um, it's it's something to do with a homage to a, some kind of classic Mercedes racing car. But I've not really seen any full explanation why. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's a bit like this old car. And no real reason why they're suddenly deciding to pay homage to that particular car. But there we go. Cool. A lot of that goes on in Formula 1, doesn't it? Yeah. Um. I mean, the question everyone wants to know is where these fit into the, the tier list. Let's I rank think. them. Do you both have mm. pictures of them to hand? Yeah, I've seen I don't know. I've got a very, very, very vivid picture in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many of them. Um, but I will get them up on my screen anyway. I know where I'm putting, uh, I know where I, where I want to put the Aston. It's going in um, Goto. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's what the F1 car itself could have been. Yeah, here's what you could have won. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's just, just the da- damn sexy car as well. I mean, yeah, it's a very nice car. It's it's putting a great livery on an already damn good looking car. I mean, the the SUV version just looks like they've got the vantage and like stuck it in Photoshop yeah. and just like scaled it upwards. <laughs> but less less of a fan of that one. It look it just looks like a Porsche KN to me. That car. Uh, yeah, they all do the same with that though. Now, don't they? They just take yeah. they just take one of the sports cars and put it on stilts basically yeah like Pretty much yeah they've both got a massive grill but like it being low to the ground on the vantage kind of works whereas with the dbx wherever it is it just looks like a massive mouth just like screaming at you as it drives past <laughs> ah! <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair with the way um oh, it's not my lander for that is it it's um uh alan vandermeer yeah. Yeah, Van der Merwe is going to be like, with the way he drives it, it probably will be screaming. <laughs> That's not the kind of vibe you want from the medical car, though, is it really? Yeah. I can't the medical car wants it. to be nice and calm. I can't wait to hear yeah. it going around the track, because you yeah. will be able to hear it. Um, and where does the Mercedes safety car go? Um, I think that's another mistakes were made for me. You think it's a mistake oh, were made? What? Yeah. No. It's just Ooh. it's just red no. with some weird bird on the side. It is, I mean, before it was on. just silver with some F1 Resale. logos on the side. Resale silver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. The, the problem is that obviously there's that really cool green that Mercedes use for them. A lot of their 
AMGs, but obviously they couldn't really use that oh. when Aston Martin are also coming with a green car. Yeah, but a lot of that, green. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of red cars. Full stop. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of red cars I, either. I find this one very uninspiring. Do you know what the Mr. Trick I think with this is? The there's obviously that green color that you've mentioned that they use a lot for like GTRs and stuff. But have you ever seen the yellow version of the GTRs? Yeah, it's that almost like a mustard something, yellow. Yeah, yeah something like nice. that would have been nice as a safety car. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe rather than the red. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's bad looking. Like maybe it's not the best choice in color, and different colors would have been nicer. But I don't think I, it's bad looking. I think it's boring. I think it looks worse than it did when it was in silver, which is I the biggest mistake for me. The Mercedes medical car looks better than the Mercedes safety car livery wise. To be honest, I'm because not it's massive... not got the big bird on it. Yeah, the bird. I just don't get the bird. What is the bird? Yeah, what about? is what it's is that a... crowd strike? It... <laughs> the, the Mercedes safety car has got more sponsors on it than the Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it actually has. Um, it's um, it's I weird. I don't know. I don't know what crowd strike is. Yeah, I assume it's, it's something important. It's, it's when a load of eagles come and. Um... <laughs> Yeah, they just attack. attack. Oh, it's, it's a crowd, their, crowd of eagles. They're a cybersecurity company that have some association with Mercedes. Why they're ah. being advertised on the safety car is weird. I didn't yeah. think the safety well, car it, had. It's because, it's because a lot of people who buy that car work in IT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I didn't think safety cars tended to have. Um, adverts on them but then again the fact that the safety car is a Mercedes at all it's always just been yeah, one so big advert for Mercedes one yeah. talking advert yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay so where's it going where are we putting it it's mistakes were made for me oh Tom where are you I'd have just put it in solid, solid. it's solid isn't it there's nothing wrong with it but it could have been better <laughs> I think it's mistakes were made as well Aww. as casting vote i'm gonna put it in mistakes we've made sorry Aww. i just it's, it's lacking it's you know what if it had cool. white rims it'd have made all the difference <laughs> oh, no it wouldn't not oh not imagine not with that, pay, <laughs> not with that it, red it, do, you know, do you know if it had, had white rims it'd just look like it was trying too hard to be like a mitsubishi evo in back in the rally days like you know when cane. they were red with white wheels yeah with the rally art um yeah with rally art sponsoring yeah, yeah. Is, that, that that looks rad that looks sick with big fat five spoke wheels yeah. <laughs> that looks awesome that livery but so um, why didn't they do that on, on this car <laughs> uh, you know what it is it's just uh, red's not a mercedes so, color though is it like I, I mean this is like a little bit out of context but kind of on point as well like i saw a gla i think is either gla or a glc one of the suvs drive past me mm-hmm couple of days ago and it was in that exact same red and i looked at it and thought mm, that doesn't really suit a mercedes so yeah. i get that that, that red doesn't yeah red just doesn't suit a mercedes i think i don't know why just looks but, vanilla just mm. looks like they could have done a lot more of it like last year they had the the even last year's with the rainbow on the side of it with the reweight racers one thing they've got rid of that which i don't like um there's just loads about it that's just really weak and and kind of like just oh let's just make it red and not really any unless it's to do with this crowd strike thing but then the only the the safety car has it the f1 um yeah. medical car doesn't have the crowd strike thing so yeah. is this in response to that oh the red safety car was cool in um magello. Gone, where was it magello. 1976 oh. well it was in magello it was in magello wasn't it they did it and everyone's like oh that's kind of cool 
for something a bit different. They kind of missed oh, the was, caveat to do with the end of the sentence. Yeah. It was to do with Ferrari, yeah. But it was like it was the caveat at the end of the sentence was as a one-off thing to yeah, support exactly. Ferrari. It was, it was cool because it was a unique, like different thing. Not yeah. that was cool, comma, let's do it all the time. And also just <laughs> to like paint something red in a sport where red as a colour is like so evocative of like one specific team. Like, oh. yes, other teams have, you know, red involved in the liveries and stuff, but like you think of F1 and red, you only think of Ferrari. So to paint something red just yeah. kind of on a whim as this feels is a bit... It's, 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 it's quite the close F1 to the logo. Scudery. It's the F1 oh, it is, logo isn't it? red. It's the yeah. same red as the F1. How have I not spotted that? I look at that logo every yeah. day. Um, that's why that it's red, sense. but that's to me, that's not a good enough reason. So it's still no. mistakes were made. They should have made it. They just should have just kept it as the Mercedes color and it would have been yeah. a solid paint job. That's an easy, solid paint job as last year's livery. Instead, they felt they needed to paint it red. Um, next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Boring. I'm bored of this car. <laughs> yeah. Another quick, races. quick little bit of news, but yeah, so apparently F1 are weighing up the pros and cons at the moment of awarding points for sprint races. We kind of discussed this ourselves a little bit recently. Um, as always, they've set up a working group to figure out what they're <laughs> going to do. Um, they're also banding around the name of super qualifying for these sprint races, which still may or may not happen. It's all very if and but. It feels like a lot of decisions haven't been made on the eve of the season starting, but here we are. Um, super qualifying feels like a bit of a misnomer to me yeah it's not qualifying is it it's a race Mm, well yeah exactly like it's just I mean that's like calling when the football teams come out and do a bit of practice before the game it's like the super (laughs) pre-match it's not what it is it's the players warming up (laughs) like it's not don't call it that I uh, I'm not on board with making sprint races into qualifying i think it's a really rubbish idea have yeah. you even set the grid for a sprint race qualifying that's going to be qualifying, qualifying. Oh, from actual qualifying not just normal yeah. qualifying. that's just normal qualifying though not super qualifying see how confusing is this going to sound already to someone stepping into the support uh, to the sports or is a new casual fan they're gonna be like well hang on i thought i watched qualifying yesterday what's so super about this qualifying hang on this is just a race isn't it this looks like like how stupid is that going to sound to somebody new? So they're going to have two qualifying sessions, basically. Essentially, yeah. Normal Dunk. qualifying and then a oh. race to do the qualifying. It's like two steps forward, one step back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah again, so... I'm super duper on board with the idea of them for a couple of races, trying something different, experimenting with things. That's fine. Don't think this is the best place to yeah. start with it. Uh, well, I think I'm just like... We've had a good idea. How do we make it bad? That's, that's <laughs> literally what's happened. But... I think that's the FIA's yeah. motto, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Oh, dear. Um, and, anyway. and that's about all we've got for news, isn't it, this week? Yeah. So Quite weak. It's finally time for some storylines. Oh. It's been a long, it's been a long old cold winter. It's been a few <laughs> months but we're going to give you some uh, some tasty morsels of storylines to lead you into testing. So um Which first is one I've very got soon, down. isn't it? It's like very soon this Friday. Starts on Friday. Starts oh, on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, which hope be tomorrow, then you've got what, 3 days to wait. That was a very confusing sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's, that's, <laughs> the, sec- that's the secret of good hosting, Chris. Just keep people Confuse on the toes. The listener. Just, just baffle your audience. With keep bamboozle, bamboozle them into yeah. coming back for answers. <laughs> Literally like mystical mazes of sentences. Um, so Ferrari, engine reliability. Mm-hmm. That's the first um, thing I want to say about them. They've got you know a lot of new... They've been very bullish about their... Um, uh, about their engine for and, and their improvements for coming into this season. So, really, you ought to see kind of you, they really need to be. If they've made a lot of engine changes, they need to be reliable. And um, mm. if they're not reliable, we'll know straight away because they won't do any laps. And it is so important to do lots and lots of laps at this testing because we've only got three days and then it's straight to Bahrain the week after. Well, staying in Bahrain the week after for um for an actual race. Yeah. So they've, yeah, they've got a lot of catching up to do engine wise, and as you say, they have to do it in a reliable way, which is always the difficult part. Yeah. Uh, Tom, yeah. any thoughts on Ferrari? Um, it's just a very much a wait and see thing for me. Like I'm hopeful, but it's very much a wait and see. Yeah. Like, uh, I, just, I just want the customer teams to have a better shot at competing in the midfield. I'm less concerned about Ferrari themselves and more concerned about the teams that use the Ferrari engines, like Alpha and Haas and people like that, that basically had the seasons ruined last season because of Ferrari deciding to kind of just, like, double down. Anymore. Well, <laughs> double, double down on doing no dev, essentially, last year in order to make something good for this year. Yeah, that's that's kind of, or, or at least that's what they said. I mean, technically, technically, they weren't cheating because this it was a circumvention of a rule, well, which cheap. is it, no, but it's not, is it? Because it's it's <laughs> that's how F1's always worked. That's no, like like, that's like the F duct and the double diffuser. Exactly, like yeah. it's not necessarily that they broke a rule; it's that they found a way around a rule. Yeah, and well, when we'll never the know. FIA we'll were like, the FIA were just like, well, you can't keep doing that, but. We've got to make a rule to say that you can't stop well, doing it. So we'll never know, though, will we? Because they, the FIA, will never tell us what rule they broke. Oh, they'll never tell us, but we'll find out one day. <laughs> Someone yeah, will write a book maybe. one day. Yeah, one day. Um, Aston Martin is my next storyline. Um, I want to see where this newly branded team um, shake out over the three days. Um, it's kind of important for them that they keep up the momentum that they sort of got good going last season. Um, and I'm really excited to see how that progresses into into this season. It's a weird one for a team of sort of, well, lots of teams down the grid of sort of that kind of midfield level. Like how much do you put into this season versus how much you focus on next year with the big rule change? Like Hass have already said, like this year's car, not much different to last year's. We're not developing it at all in the season because we're focusing all our resources on the new rule set next season. And it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how teams land on that, that tricky balance. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a real shame for Mick Schumacher, isn't it? Oh, it really yeah. is. Yeah. It's going to be a rough, it's going to be a baptism of fire. <laughs> he's yeah. going to have the same first season that George Russell had. Yeah. Do it's going to be definitely comparable. Isn't do you it? know what though? We've said lots of times that Mick, Mick Schumacher, evidence from previous series tends to show that he needs two-thirds of a season, maybe even a full season in a series to kind of really get to grips with it. And then after that, 
he really sort of hits the ground running in his second season. Maybe if he just has a quiet season at the back where no one expects him to do any better than beat his teammate, spend that year getting to grips with things, and then the following year he can hit the ground running when he's got a better car, that actually might be perfect for yeah. him. Could yeah, be. it could work out in his favour for definite. Because, you know, there's going to be a lot of hype around him, but if it becomes clear from race one that he's never going to achieve much in the car he's in, then that'll, you know, give him the space to get out of the spotlight a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is uh, McLaren Mercedes. I'm, How's that car going to do? I'm concerned about McLaren. Really? Uh a lot of what they've said is using words like compromise. <laughs> like, oh, oh no. Fit it, fitting that Mercedes engine into a car that wasn't built for it. They've had to use all their development tokens just doing that. They'll have to have moved a lot of things around in a non-ideal way to make it work. I really don't think they've got as good a year ahead of them as they have the last couple of years. Hmm. I mean, the thing that intrigues me most is how much they felt they wanted to hide, which makes me feel like they think that they might have got something that they've just not. Maybe. Like, they don't want... They want. I, I mean, people are going to see it eventually, inevitably, from, like, video footage and stuff, and, and it's not like it's going to be completely hidden forever. But the fact that they went to the weird lengths that they did of, like, getting the, the people to use the... The iPhone photo editor basically to black out <laughs> bits of the car yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it, to me, that means that they think that they might be onto something that's might be of interest for people to start looking at. So it means there's some confidence there, which I I, I kind of like. The yeah, maybe. It, I mean, there could also be nothing there, and they just it's just all, all a red herring. But yeah, it's the the worst thing about testing, right? That we always say is. <laughs> You don't really, you don't really still have any idea of where the cars sit against each other, even after testing. No, and mm. that that is the one expectation I would tell any newer fan that's not really followed testing before. Don't just suddenly expect that the order is going to be exactly the same as yeah. testing once the season uh, starts. Except this year, probably more than any other year, it might be. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, there's definitely more chance of it, but. I mean, look where we thought Force India was suddenly... Sorry, not Force India, Racing Point, as they were at the time, were going to be. Mm. And look how long it took them to actually get to that point. And look at, like, how Renault started in testing and then how they were suddenly, like, a few races into the season. It's it, it's not always a true representation, mm. I don't think. And Mercedes always sandbag. We know that for a fact. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, we came out of testing going, wow, Ferrari have nailed this. Like, Mercedes have got a real fight in their hands here, and it just didn't materialise. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they didn't win races, but it wasn't a proper title challenge, no. was it? Like, Hamilton had still won the title by uh, Texas. Yeah, exactly. For example. So, mm, yeah. Um, uh, cool. And the final one then is it's another kind of reliability one. It's it's about Red Bull this time, and they've been putting a lot of a lot of effort into getting this engine updated, um, kind of hastily in time for this season. And again, it's going to be another case of reliability. They need 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 reliable running um, to get it going to get the project off the ground. So, 
it's going to be key for the championship, really. Both Ferrari and Red Bull are the two you'd expect to be catching them up and catching Mercedes and um, doing something about them. Yeah. And are we going to see that, do you think? Are we going to see Red Bull? Are Red Bull going to have found something that other teams aren't in the aerodynamic department because they can, they're geniuses compared to most of the others? Mm-hmm. I mean... There's a good chance they will have, but I still think a lot of the success of their year hangs on Honda. Like they've they've yeah. essentially bought the development of an engine forward twelve months, which is yeah. no with about six months' notice to start doing it. Like that is no mean feat, and they they're saying a lot of the right things. They seem confident about it. Like Honda is saying they want to leave the sport with a world championship, and. Mm if they've got it right, then there is every chance that they yeah. could be up there fighting, but it's a big ask and yeah. reliability has got to be a massive concern for them. I think the the other thing is, it's a big step between being there to clean up when Mercedes don't get it right and challenging them for a world title. Like there's a couple of steps in between there, which is regularly finishing ahead of them being one, yeah. not not just like yeah. cleaning up when they've made mistakes. Because don't get me wrong, Max was outstanding over the last couple of years, but I would personally say he's outdriven the car and got more out of it than he by rights should have been able to, quite possibly. Mm-hmm. But also the fact that it generally speaking needed Mercedes to open the door in some way, like. Hamilton would um, pick up a penalty or there'd be an incident that would move him down the order somehow. Like There there was generally something, and it was just that the Red Bull was kind of the best of anything else by a decent enough way that if that happened, they they would be the one to pick up the pieces more often than not. Um, And there's that step in between, isn't there, where you need to be able to regularly compete against Mercedes before you can say, we're going to win a title against them. I think the only race where they legitimately just beat them on pace with no other shenanigans going on was Abu Dhabi, wasn't it? I can't think yeah. of another race where they yeah. just turned yeah. up and beat Mercedes. Yeah. But I think that's promising because they, they were more or less on the pace by the end yeah, of true. last season. Uh, yeah, and how you know part of that is probably a bit of there would have been, despite what every uh, you know any Formula One team that wins with a couple of races to go. They're always saying, oh, no, we'll keep pushing. We want to win every race, blah, blah, blah. But inevitably, there's going to be a degree of, of relaxation that happens yeah. and a bit of tension released yeah. from the system. So they're going to, they would, of course, they're going to slow down. Like, why take the risks that at that point when you don't have to anymore? Um, I think Man. Red Bull have got it in them to catch them. But I think it's gonna take it is gonna take reliability for them to do it, and that's why this test for me is really important that they achieve that. If they don't achieve the reliability, then they're not gonna have a hope in hell. I've got more confidence in Red Bull than Ferrari. I would agree with that, and I yeah. don't say that as a slight on Ferrari. I say that just as where they're coming from, yeah. relatively based on last season. Yeah. Mm. And then that does key. bring us to Mercedes now. Um, will they dominate again? I mean, they're, they're going to it the favourites, don't they? As they have done for the past however many seasons. Um, yeah. How far ahead will they be at the end of day three of testing? <laughs> I mean, they've 
they've not like sat back like they've been talking about some pretty significant changes they've been making to their power unit like there is always a possibility that they've got something wrong it's not like they're just turning up with last year's car um hmm. that the possibility is always there that it won't be as reliable or as um work as well as they think it's going to and with limited testing it's going to be really hard for anyone to come back from that but that they have to be favorite still don't they yeah i think so yeah it's hard to look past them until mm. you see where that Red Bull is. Yeah. Just imagine, though, like, if they do get it right, and if Ferrari get it right, and you've got Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc, Sainz, Verstappen, Perez, all in Man. similarly performing cars, like... That's a championship and a half, isn't that's it? That's an absolute classic on paper, if that does pan yeah. out that way. If it pans out. I mean, that's that. I think that's the key, and that is probably the final storyline, is... The, I guess the hope is that we'll, we will be given a championship this year. If we can get a couple of cars to catch up to Mercedes, a couple or three, then, you know, we, we could have a real banger of a final season of this era of Formula 1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. Let's hope we do. We'll know in a in a few days' time. No, by next Sunday. And really, everyone's suddenly we'll... yelling to push the new rules back another year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so shall we do some inbox? Yes. Okay. Keep me saying now. Stay, stay out. Hey man. <laughs> I always have to wait for that to phase out. I still <laughs> laugh, fade out laugh even. at the end. I always like Charlie laughing, and it always triggers me to. It, <laughs> is it bad that I always think it sounds like one of your laughs, Stu? Completely. I can, I can totally believe that. I've yeah. got such a squawky you, laugh. Yeah, you've got a similar <laughs> no laugh. No offense, Charlie. <laughs> I mean, plus the amount of time we've all spent together, it's no surprise if we all end up sounding <laughs> the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. Um, I'll read some actual comments and questions and stuff. Uh, Wesley Paul says, is there any truth to the reports about Williams becoming an Alpine junior team? And if so, what does that do when uh, to the when does Toto move Russell to Mercedes question? I mean, the short answer is probably not. Um, Like Alpine, formerly Renault, uh, they have talked about wanting to have a place on the grid where they can put um, younger drivers because, you know, they've got a lot of drivers in their academy and they don't have anywhere other than their main seats to put them. They were apparently talks were going on between them and... Alfa Romeo at one point. Um, I think as kind of Ferrari start putting, have started putting their drivers more with Haas than with Alfa Romeo, uh, Renault slash Alpine were in talks with them and that didn't go anywhere apparently. There's now rumours going around that they're in the process of striking a deal with Williams that would have Williams go back to using Renault engines and that they would run one or two um, Alpine young drivers. Mm. I, I'm... I'm sceptical, especially given that Williams only quite recently increased their technical partnership with Mercedes, um, and they're going to be using Mercedes gearboxes uh, and other parts from 2022. To yeah. do that and then, like, the year later, just jump ship seems... That would, that would surprise me if they did go down that route. Yeah, I can't see that. Yeah, I, I think it's unlikely, Yeah, to be honest. Um. Okay, <laughs> that's that one. 
Uh, Robbie Fletcher says, um, which one of the tracks that we didn't get to go to last year are you most looking forward to this year? For me, it has to be Brazil. Ooh, that's a good question. Brazil's a good shout. Baku. Interesting. I like that you went Baku. Yeah. It's a good track. For a street circuit, it's a great track. Yeah. I mean, Um, Montreal's always high on my list. I love that track. I love that race. Yeah, I missed that last year. Big time, yeah. Yeah. Um, Poor Ricard. <laughs> Take your silly banter <laughs> elsewhere. I mean, don't, do you know don't what? You darken my door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it technically answers the question, but I guess it does because of the way it's worded. But um, going to Holland for uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that because happening this year? Zandvoort was supposed to it be. Is. The first one last year, and it's now happening this year. Uh, I was, yeah, I was looking for that. But was gonna be. It like wasn't. It wasn't any festival. It, yeah, it wasn't any race that we've had before, was it? It was just what race didn't we get last year that I'd look forward yeah. to this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Zandvoort probably. I, I still, my gut feeling is still that it's not going to be a great race at that circuit, not, but I'm also very not. excited to find out because <laughs> yeah, I just exa- like qualifying there is going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm not necessarily expecting a great race. I just want to see it. <laughs> so then again, we weren't 100 percent sure about Portimao. <laughs> I'm just trying to put a silver lining on this. Yeah, true. So yeah, we'll see. I guess. I think if there are any more, definitely not Singapore. Well, oh, wait, we did. They did Singapore, didn't they? Did no, they didn't. Not. Oh, Suzuka no. as well, of course. <gasps> Suzuka. Suzuka, definitely. Oh, yeah. Really, I really oh, missed Suzuka last season. Uh, yeah, Melbourne. But that's and not we're not going to get that for a long time till, either. Yeah, like December? November, I think. End of yeah. November at the November. minute. It's, it's in, late yeah. in the season, isn't it? Very late, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Texas is always nice. I like Texas. <laughs> we're just naming the entire calendar at this point. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we missed it all. Yeah, Mexico. That was a good one. Mexico is always a good one. There's, there's yeah. missed some really good races. Ba- basically, year, all the circuit circuits we didn't go to and just ignore the street circuits that we didn't yeah. go to. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, minus Baku. Right. Yeah. Chris has an essay from Jeff. <laughs> yeah, last last thing from uh, Jeff. It, Jeff's not the only person who's got in touch with us about this as well. <laughs> um, I thought it was an interesting thing to include. Um, it's quite long, but I'll sort of try and rattle through some paraphrase. Um, he says he had an interesting discussion about the new two hundred million dollar entry fee for new F one teams. As F one is now American owned, there may be something you guys are unfamiliar with. Your sports, you being in this case i guess uk and i guess europe as a whole actually um leagues are set up quite differently to ours uh the promotion and relegation system is unknown here our leagues are set up so that the same teams will be there year after year with some exceptions for renaming slash relocating slash expansion let's use nba as an example there are 30 teams each team gets one thirtieth of the tv money currently it's at 2.6 billion dollars annually or 87 million dollars per team per year if the nba were to add one team all the other teams would lose three million dollars a year at minimum from here on out uh, not taking into account more competition for players driving up salaries more competition for playoff spots etc etc 
any new team wanting to enter would have to offset that somehow, and a franchise fee is that. The current belief on how much the franchise fee would be is 2.5 billion, yes, billion with a B, just to have the rights to a team. No players, no stadium, no facilities, just the team. I believe that that was the thinking behind the fee to enter F1. There are obvious differences. Um, for example, owning an NBA team nearly guarantees you to make money, being an obvious difference. Uh, but F1 is more similar to the American franchise model than the promotion slash relegation system. Mm. Which is no, a really, last bit, I don't really interesting. Last bit. I don't think it is similar to the I think franchise it's, model. I think it's more similar. Yeah, I don't it, think it's, it's the same, but I think it's there. more similar. There are similarities, but I, yeah. I think it's it's its own thing. I don't think it's I don't think it's like a league, and I don't think it's like a franchise system. I think I mean, if you if you've got a profitable business and you're running cars, Formula One cars, and you're winning races and you're winning money for it, then that's obviously how you're funding your thing. And there's no you you're not necessarily you shouldn't really be reliant on the money. For, in the current system, you shouldn't really be reliant on the money from the FIA for running your car. The, the idea is that you manufacture a car, you build a car, and you race what you built to the to the regulations. I, I think would they hope are, the TV money and stuff like that would be distributed fairer, though. Yeah, I think that yeah, I, I think that. that's the the sort of overall like, kind of overarching point of this is that there is a lot of. Um, like the you know we talk about like legacy bonuses and whatever they get referred to yeah. as that certain teams get once they've been in the sport a while and yeah that that's nice for them that've been in it a while but no other teams get an opportunity to last as long as those teams have because the money's not been distributed fairly yeah. and I, I think and they want new teams to start as well which yeah really like that that's completely different from the NBA which is there's no need for any more teams to start because they're not about to lose any teams so they're giving them eighty seven million a year to. Yeah, I think there's somewhere sort of halfway to be found. Like I, I can understand the logic of it, but for it to work in a similar fashion, you definitely need that money distribution from certain things. Like there's nothing wrong with giving extra money to the teams that are winning because that's that's their prize for winning. But also, like the the just the general sort of TV sponsorship money, I, I think should be spread a lot more evenly in all mm. honesty but mm. i think that's I mean, fine if, if uh, i think it's fine if you don't want anyone new to come into the sport but i think if if you want new people to come into the sport, there has to be incentive do you not think though that the incentive that certain proportions of money will be a lot fairer is is that in itself that is the incentive I... that by buying in you are getting this guarantee that tv right money will be spread more fairly and, and you're more likely to get a, like a, well, a portion of that pot, a, a better portion if, of that pot. If, if, they were, if that was the case, then yeah, but it's not the case. Like the case no, no, is, it's not right now, you, but I'm spending, saying if it was alongside it. If it was, yeah, but the, the, as, the, as the case is right now, you're spending, what, 200 million to join, so you've lost 200 million before you've even turned a wheel and then before you've even put pen to paper to develop a car. Then you've got to develop a car, which costs anything between thirty million to two hundred million, three hundred, four hundred million in some cases. Um, I mean, how long's a piece of string with that one? Then you've got you know facilities to build, everything else. If we're talking going from absolute scratch, then it's just so it's virtually impossible to to join. I mean, so why add? 
so why add extra hurdles from next season? Well, but why why add extra hurdles to that already impossible task? I guess the point is there's no point making it easier for new teams to join if it's at the expense of existing teams. Like I don't think it's quite the situation right now. Like I know there's teams like Hasford on a very small budget, but if you think back to when Virgin, Caterham, HRT are around, like those teams getting a point or two and moving up one or two places in the championship could be like make or break for those teams. And then if you suddenly say, oh, a new team's joining next year, and if they turn up and are able to do slightly better than you and nudge you down a position, that could be the difference between that team existing the following season or not. So you can't just mm. make it so easy for new teams to join that it becomes a no. revolving door. And you can... No. So from that point of view, I can understand... Um, and, you know, you are... There, there is also a set amount of money that's divided up among the teams. You know, you can argue about the fairness of how it is divided up, but ultimately there is a single pool of money. And the more teams you add, the more that pool of money yeah. gets diluted. So... I can I can see this explanation for why uh, this joining fee is there, but I think there's a lot other a, a lot more problems with the way finance is shared in F one that can be fixed yeah. before that needs to be necessary. Yeah, exactly. I just I think it's unnecessary to even have that there at the moment because you'd be mad to join Formula 1 as it is already. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Unless, unless you were literally an absolute gazillionaire, there's just no way you're going to be able to finance and run a team at any capacity, really. And also, I think my problem with the this NBA example is like you've got 30 teams there that are kind of like locking themselves in and then deliberately blocking out anyone else from getting in almost with that idea. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like the idea that the F team, F1 team, teams that are in F1 now are the only F1 teams that are ever going to exist in F1. Like, that's that's boring to me. I like the door to be open, at least, for mm. the idea of, like, Jaguar coming back and making a Formula 1 team or, 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 or you know, there's talk of VW group sort of yeah, Porsche. sticking Porsche in there. Like, that would not happen if we had a decades-old system where... Only the teams in there, if, if the if the existing teams lock the doors from the inside and don't let anyone from outside in, yeah. you know, because that's what that NBA system is to me. Yeah, well, I guess the thing with the NBA is that there is there is there is space for expansion. Like, it's not like that thirty is a hard number, but it just makes it financially incredibly difficult to be one of the ones to make that number big. Like, I believe they are considering expansion right now and are like open to applications in the nba but again it's got to be people who've got what was the figure 2.5 billion just as an entry fee like yeah 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 (laughs) but you're right like (laughs) literally you need like a small country yeah (laughs) f1 right now is in a place where no yeah like you say no one's going to be seriously like wanting to join right now yeah and as you say there's this whole audi thing which is quite reliant on the new rule set in a few years time um mm. f1 just... doesn't allow like doesn't really allow privateers anymore does it definitely not i mean i think the way that williams has 
gone in the last few years kind of shows that, doesn't yeah. it? And and the struggles Hass have had because I mean, for all intents and purposes, that's what they are. It's what they are in the other sports that they partake in. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they they were a similar level relation wise. They were a similar level to Williams in the way that they they ran things. McLaren, so. McLaren, like hmm. I guess McLaren are more successful now, but then they've almost become a bona fide. Manufacturer really these days. Aren't yeah, they? I yeah. mean they're not far off, are they? So, hmm. yeah, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting one. But yeah, thank it you. Is, for that, I, Jeff. I need That's to a really, I... really, and it's especially interesting because I say Jeff was the only person who wrote to us about this sort of thing, and I was immediately like, well, yeah, of course, because like I have a a sort of decent-ish interest in NFL especially. And I know, Tom, you're like a massive NFL fan. The fact that yeah. neither of us really thought of this when we were last discussing this is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But I think it's just because we're very focused on the way that F1 oh, yeah, works, exactly. I think, rather mm. than looking at it a bit broader sense. But... I've got some reading to do, I think. I need to go away <laughs> and read up on this to understand it better. Mm. It's interesting stuff. Mm. And that basically brings us to an end this week i hope you enjoyed the rankings um let us know um i'm sure we've triggered, us... triggered plenty yeah. of you let us know um, how long we are yeah <laughs> um yeah what I'd, we'd love to know what your sort of rankings are as well how how you would rate the uh rate the team which one's your favorite which which livery is your favorite out of the ones this year and we'll speak about them the ferrari one next week so you can find us on facebook um on the usual way by searching for back of the grid um but it's the same on twitter and instagram and um yeah we will see you next week bye bye Bye. Okay, do you want to know what the names of the tiers are? Oh, yeah. We're doing tiers. I like that. Yeah, we're doing it as tiers. So so they're not just tier one, two, three, four, five. No, no, no. Yeah, you you can see there, Tom, in the document I've written names of tiers. Oh, sorry, I didn't see that. I was more distracted by the bit at the end of the brackets that you've ruined what I was going to do to just be a (laughs) (laughs) You've put included new safety cars, and I was just going to be like, well, number one is the Aston Martin safety car, (laughs) number two is a Mercedes safety car. I was just going to be an arse and do that, but you've ruined it because you're including them by default. Well, now now you've ruined it because that was supposed to be a surprise at the end of an episode, uh, at the end of the rankings. Well, cut this bit. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) For the audience, for those that get to the end, but never mind. Um, Right, okay, so... So, uh, which car would you like to do first? Can you can you write those tiers in the boxes so I can remember? Yeah, what they can are? you put them I'm in? Already forgotten. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, one of you two might um, take that job off my hands while I was no. putting them out. But... <laughs>